welcome everybody to this week's edition of the Mobile Economy Podcast. I'm Eric Garrison along with Donald Commandi once again here. And uh, what do you want to talk about this week, Donald? You know, one thing that's really been on my mind lately is the mobile gas trucks. You know, mobile the one, fuel delivery? Yeah, the mobile fuel delivery ones. I've been hearing a lot about them lately. Well, yeah. Um, it's funny you should ask about uh, mobile fuel delivery. Uh, we have a little bit of research on them, but also going back, when mobile started, it was started because of my uh, uh, other business partner and I. We saw the mobile fuel trucks and mobile service trucks operating in office parks. Hmm. So he had seen mobile oil change happening over in Research Triangle Park in the office building that uh, he worked in and called me up and says, I have this great idea for a company and told me what he was thinking about. And then I go, well, you won't believe what I saw when I was on the West Coast. We got fuel from a company called Purple out Mm. in San Jose. So I was out in the heart of Silicon Valley for business and the people I was meeting with, we needed to travel and uh, go out for dinner and uh, uh, entertainment that night. And the gentleman called up Purple and had them come fuel his car while we were meeting. And sure enough, a big purple fuel truck showed up, gassed up his uh, little Acura. And (laughs) at the end of the day, we hopped in the Acura and uh, he had gotten a bill on his phone just like he would any other Uber. Wow. So was this purple truck, was it like a big fuel tanker truck or was it like a normal... Yeah, it was a pretty good-sized truck. Okay. Um, I didn't see it doing the car at the time. Uh, we were in the office building. Yeah. But later when we researched and looked back, and, and they used pretty good-sized trucks. Hmm. So there are a number of those you know, around the area. Uh, out on the West Coast, there's other ones, such as Filled was a very popular one. That's a uh, interesting company because they operate in the Bay Area and in D.C., but their, uh, their big avenue is they also work with companies like Car2Go and Silvercar, which are car rental companies. Silvercar is a, a new rollout by Audi where you can rent an Audi. Hmm. That is something we're seeing around for the business consumer is these very niche car uh, rental companies. Yeah. You, know, you got Turo, which you can rent a sports car, but now if you're used to driving an Audi, you can go to a silver car and get an Audi. There's another one if you want to drive a Volvo. Uh, for me personally, uh, I'm going to forget those two, and I would probably go to the Turo and get right. a Porsche or, or a you know a little AMG Benz uh, that they <laughs> operate and, and rent uh, would be my preference. But in the in the other areas in the in the fuel delivery business, not just in the office parks, there's one called Neighborhood Fuel. Neighborhood Fuel is a on-demand gas station, and they predominantly go to small businesses and to the homes. Most of the other companies are very focused on delivering in locations like the office parks that uh, Mobiles and us work with. And then you've got, uh, you know, this one is, is saying, we're going to bring it to your house and may fill your car in the driveway while you sleep. Yeah, I've, I've actually seen a little bit about uh, neighborhood uh, fuel, and they actually operate in a truck that's like an everyday truck that you and I would drive. It's not a big fuel tanker 
which surprises me because I'm sitting there thinking, you know, how much fuel can you really fit in the back of a F-150 or, you know, a Dodge Ram 1500? And the other thing I really focus on or wondered is price-wise, like, is there going to be that much difference in price between a mobile uh, fuel truck that comes and fills up your gas like are you going to be paying a premium for them to do that or if it's going to be cheaper for you yep so looking at uh, some of the other providers boost fuel looks like that they mark the fuel up a little bit the one that's local to us and uh, is getting ready to start servicing on some of our properties uh, that we work with the uh, property management and, and the mobile vendor scheduling. Yoshi is the one that's in our market. Right. The way they work is they're using mobiles, mobile fuel from Mobile Oil Company. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets confusing. It's a mobile truck <laughs> delivering mobile fuel. Uh, but yes, the way that they operate is they add a service fee every month. Okay. So uh, I think it was around $14 a month mm. is how they price it on top of your fuel service. Yeah. And there are discount codes around and you can get some free fuel. We'll probably post those in the near future. But if you go and sign up with Yoshi, they're going to reach out to you and, and give you a discount code right away as well. And uh, that's one that's operating here in the you know the central North Carolina uh, area. Their trucks are F-250s, mm-hmm. not carrying a whole lot of fuel. They probably have enough fuel on board to fuel up like, you know, I'm going to you know guess somewhere around 15 vehicles. Mm-hmm. But since they're tied in with the mobile service stations, what I believe is probably happening is they're able to go pick up the fuel and not be transporting it all around. They have the ability to put a fleet card in and get the fuel at a discount gotcha. put back into their truck. So they're filling up at the local station. So in some ways, Yoshi is doing a little more of a last couple mile delivery uh, model, whereas Boost Fuel and Purple are big trucks because they mm-hmm. leave the depot and they need to have enough fuel for um, you know 100 vehicles that they're gonna go fill during the day. Okay. Yeah, one thing I saw with Neighborhood Fuel was they say or they put on their website um, that they can offer the gas at a lower price than what you find the lowest gas price at, Um, which I found pretty, you know, that's pretty good, especially if, you know, there's a couple different gas stations, competing gas stations around and and they're driving the price of gas down, then you say, well, okay, I can, they probably go to that gas station to get the lowest price gas. Yeah, they're probably working out a deal to get the gas at uh, at a lower cost to right. add to his volume. Um, but given that they're also coming to your house, I wonder if there's other things that they can put the fuel into. Yeah, they, they said that, um, at least when I was going over the notes and going over on their website what they do, they're they're able to come fill up your car um and since they're in that miami area they also have a lot of boats that they're able to come fill up um which is helpful if you're if you don't want to pay the premium price for gas in some of the ports down in miami uh, because i've been down there 
and yeah, I have friends down there as well. Yeah, you, the the marina price for fuel. It, you don't want to yeah. look at the pump. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and then they'll they'll do an entire fleet for you, um, and then you're ready to go once when they're in and they're out. And the the only thing is is you have to make sure that your car is pretty much ready for them to fill up for you or your boat or whatever you need filled up. Yeah, some of the services I've seen require the installation of a special fuel cap mm -hmm. or you do a just a standard non-lockable fuel cap on your vehicle. Right. Um, which years ago, everybody had locking fuel caps. I think in certain areas you, ha you see that more where gas, gas theft is more prominent. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily around here... Um, you don't really have as many locking gas caps anymore. It's more that you have the button inside the vehicle that you have to push to release the door. Right. So in that case, uh, I'm sure you probably have to work something out to make sure that your gas flap is popped for the day. Yeah, I've I've seen that you you either have to leave the gas cap or the door open, um, and if not, whoever is coming to fill up your gas, they'll send you a little. Uh, text or message in the app to let you know that they're there and then you just walk downstairs and open up the gas cap for them and then they fill it up leave and you go so you're still using a little bit of your time but I mean you could leave your gas cap open and then hope for the best or yeah. you can walk downstairs and Probably depends on what type of neighbor neighborhood you live in. <laughs> right. In that right. case, yeah. Like if I were if I were back up in New York City, I would not leave it open. But down here, I I would feel okay with leaving it open for a couple of hours. Yeah. So, so have you seen uh, much feedback uh, in the industry when you were searching the web and researching? Was there any type of data you came across uh, on the companies and what direction they're going? Yeah, so a lot of these companies are, you know, as you can tell, are based in higher populated areas where there are a lot of people um, and they can get a lot of business. You're not seeing a lot of these companies going to, you know, areas where people are very sparse um, like in our area they probably wouldn't come but Raleigh-Durham uh, because it's highly populated there's a lot of workers in that area and there are a lot of opportunities for them to service them they'll be willing to go there and it's a lot easier for them to fill up too uh, and get gas because there are a lot of different gas stations to choose from same thing goes with you know uh, LA, New York, Miami, there are a lot of people in those areas, so they're more likely to go there. Some other things we've seen that we kind of touched upon a little bit are security issues with having to be there or leave your gas can open. Like we said, if you're in a highly populated area or sketchy area of the town, you probably won't want to leave your gas can open. And then a lot of people are asking, you know, what type of gas they're getting put into their car. And one thing I saw with Neighborhood and Purple is you can kind of request which type of gas you get. Um, 
but most of the time they're going to be giving you the same quality of gas that they're putting into their cars, which is regular gas uh, to us. And they're getting it, uh, or they're giving it to us for the same price as uh, they're able to get it for. So lower pricing uh, for most of the companies out there, and you're getting you know top quality gas that's safe for your car. Um, obviously, there are now a couple of cars out on the market that require you to have uh, higher grade fuel into the car. Um, you can still request that, and they'll come and put that so you can get premium quality or no ethanol or right. something like that from some of the services right that's cool that's mm-hmm. cool well some of the information that uh i saw out there was from some financial analysts back in 2016 that were talking on the topic of the mobile fuel delivery and their prediction was it was going to fail miserably mm. at the point there were only two companies on the market doing this and they're like you have too much risk gas is heavy uh it's not cheap to have the gas moving around it's too much of a security threat Mm -hmm. so it was very much the same type of thing that i saw back when this new startup company called uber hit the market going nobody's ever gonna ride in the back of somebody's car (laughs) nobody is going to want to do this as a side job this was before the word you know gig economy came about and everything and some of the same you know uh, hate to hate to say cnbc distractors were down on uber uh some of the same type of type of people maybe not the same people i'm not going to disclose the uh, analyst whose name was on this but uh it was a lot of negative talk about mobile fuel delivery way back in 2016 and now look at here in 2019 and i think we left uh, probably you know a half a dozen known fuel companies off the list yeah so well, I think it's one of those things like, for example, yesterday I was driving home and I realized that my tank was getting low and I stopped at one of our local gas stations and only to find out that they only had premium gas left. It was one of those things where, you know, I didn't have the time to want to go and find another gas station because... I stopped at the last gas station before my house and that just so happens to be 20, 30 miles from the next gas station. So you're, you're kind of screwed. If exactly. And I am definitely the type of person who would love to have the fuel come to me. Right. And, uh, our, our offices in the town we're at are not serviced currently by Yoshi. If Yoshi comes up the, the block uh, a few miles further down the highway here to us, I will so have Yoshi come here and put fuel in my vehicle. Yeah. And, um, you know, definitely would be the type of thing that I would want to do to, you know, my family vehicle as well. Because every time I hop in a family vehicle, they're on empty. Mm-hmm. So, and that is probably how the service neighborhood was brought about was the fact that, oh, I'm going to borrow somebody's car real quick. And you hop in, you know, somebody else's vehicle that's in your family, right. turn the key to only have the needle go up an 18th of an inch. And uh, there you are sitting pretty much with uh, 10 miles of gas left in a car right. and five miles to the nearest gas station. Yeah, that, that's a spot on. and. 
it also goes back to what we love to say here is, you know, we want to take back as much time as we can, take back that weekend. And granted, filling up gas doesn't take a lot of time, but it takes up enough time where you can, you know, if that gas station doesn't have gas per se, like, do you really want to go and search for another gas station? Or it's these 92 degree days with 90% humidity. Do I really want to pull my car over, shut the engine off, get out of it, put fuel in it in the hot heat, right. and then have to get back in the car and let it cool down again? The convenience factor is is big for this. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. All right, so I think we would really love to hear some of our listeners' feedback on what they think about the whole mobile service and whether you want to see it in your area, if you're in our area, if you want to use Yoshi or see them, uh, please let us know, reach out to us. And I want to make you all aware that in the next couple of episodes or in the near future we're going to be sitting down with a couple of more food trucks and interviewing them and i want to make sure that you all stay tuned to the channel and the podcast make sure that you can listen in on those interviews also if you would like to be featured in a future podcast please go ahead and email us at podcasts at mobiles.com. And we would love to hear from you all. So go ahead and email us if you have any questions or have any different topic ideas.